<laughs> you are listening to Rob Eat Cookies. You are listening to Rob Eat Chocolate. Woo! This is the Give Me Five Podcast, episode 150. It's a side B episode, which means you get stuff like Rob eating candy. And hooray. We have hit 150. We didn't do anything for this one, which I kind of feel bad about, but whatever. We'll get there. 150, gentlemen. We are 16 away. Oh, no. Oh, no. From our... From 169. Uh, 66. Oh, 166. Somebody plus three. <laughs> it's been fucking established that we can't count. What were you trying to go for? What's 166? I was trying to say plus 19. Yeah, that's what I thought. See, I thought that, yeah. Yeah, whatever. I was with you. I was with you. I just wasn't mathing with you. <laughs> that was, that, that's the hilarious part is that you gave the wrong number, but both of you knew what number he was talking about. Yeah. And I'm like, 166? Well, we were together, but flipped opposite. Ah, I see what you did there. Yeah. 69. So, so uh, this is the longest looks opening. Like still trying to figure it out. This is the longest opening ever. Um, no, so I'm let's waiting just... for you to introduce the podcast. <laughs> A give me five podcast. It's one it's of them. A, it's a bi <laughs> shit. <laughs> this is the give me five podcast, a bi-weekly podcast reviewing the things you love today and the things you may have loved yesterday. My name is Harold Balls, and I'm joined again by Michael Hunt. I go by Mike. And Shit, <laughs> you don't remember my goddamn name. 150 episodes. Louis Brickant. You Lewis can't remember Brickant. Louis Brickant. Louis Brickant. Uh, Louis Brickant. Yeah, I just again slipping right in here to talk about Red Sonia. Giggity he would slip right in. Yeah, like <laughs> Louis. Lou. So, guys, before we get started, our movie of the week is Red Sonia. It is. But before we get too far into it, guys, you heard our interview with Russ Howell, the amazing, totally awesome bro, our brother, Russ Howell, last week. Thank you so much for, for joining us. I want to give a, a big, big special shout out, shout out to uh, Witter at Decomposed Skateboards. I got my Russ Howell signature deck in and I haven't oh, died yet. Not yet. You're working not on yet. it. He's not dead, but he is recording from a full body cast. Yeah. In a hospital. Uh, activating his microphone with one of those little like arm pulley things. So yeah, that's right. But I, yeah. I received my deck just a couple of days after I, I ordered it. Very well constructed. Finely tuned instrument. Uh, I can't wait to um, learn how to skateboard again. Got some very cool items in there. I will I will show you guys here. Um, oh, some very... Says adopt, don't shop. 
So everybody encourage you to go out there and adopt animals and check out decomposed skateboards. Uh, very good stuff. So and they want you to buy used animals instead of new ones. Correct. Yes. Buy used an- animals. New skateboards, used animals. That's right. So thank you so much. Well, uh, since you're talking about skateboards already. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to say spoiler, but it's really not my turn to talk about spoilers. But I'm going to do it anyway because you just talked about skateboards. I'm going to talk about spoilers. I'll talk about spoilers. Fine, talk about spoilers. What do you got to say about spoilers? do it at the same time. You ready? Okay. going to yeah. go in three, two, one. This, this is a review, is a review show. show. And there, and will, there probably will probably be spoilers. spoilers. We will try, we will try to avoid any major twists. Oh, God, we're going to get people seizures. Also, Jimmy likes putting penises on his face. From a oh, crappy sorry. movie <laughs> that came out over two decades ago, and that is 1985's Red Sonia. Yes. I this have Greg saying penis. This, <laughs> I'm editing this episode, so you gotta that in likes there. Penis. you'll just have to find out what I make you say. Uh, uh, you know, last week when you were suggesting Let's all what talk about movie. At the, same time. <laughs> the whole episode will be 10 minutes long. Uh, real quick, when Rob suggested this, good morning, movie. good afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. That was that was easy. Uh, All right, more good entertaining job. than the actual movie. There you go. <laughs> we, we, we would have this down by now. now so one sixty six. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, are we are we done? <laughs> what movie are we talking about? <laughs> okay. We could totally call this episode 150, episode 166. Or Something like that. <laughs> Math is hard. Uh, 69. So when Rob suggested this movie, I was like, oh, yeah, let's do that. Because I had never seen this movie, but I know of it from a more recent comic, I think by Jason Aaron, who writes badass stories. Of it. I, I think it was him. But anyway. Uh, I'm going to go back to that episode, so 149, and delete me saying that I was excited about seeing Red Sonia. <laughs> Just in case. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, hey, let's well, let's get talking here well, about this let's movie. Let's jump into it. Uh, Red Sonia was released on July 3rd, 1985. It was directed by Richard Fleischer, and it starred Brigitte Nielsen, Sandal Bergman, who was just in another movie that we talked about called nope. Welcome to Frogtown. Yeah, she was that immediately. And and honestly, she was also in in another movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger where she played his love interest. Do you know what movie that was? Conan the Barbarian. It was, in fact, Conan the Barbarian. (laughs) I was like, what? Kindergarten Cop. Yes, that was it. Yeah. But it's also got Ernie Ray Jr. and Paul L. Smith, who was in another movie that we talked about not too long ago, and that was Haunted Honeymoon. And Ernie Ray Jr., too, I believe. He, last Ernie Dragon. Ray Jr. was not in Haunted Honeymoon. He was no, in no, The no. Last Dragon. Yeah, so a lot of movies we have talked about. Basically, the entire cast is people from movies we've talked about, which should have told us something going into this. And we will never talk about any movies with any of those people in them again. No, go ahead, Rob. I, well, I think we may talk about Arnold again. I'm sure we will. Um, This, surprisingly... This movie had a reported budget of like seventeen point nine million dollars. I'm like, really? 
1985? It only yeah. made 6.9, so it was a total flop. It did not do well at did all. not do very well. Anyway, the synopsis is the fearless warrior Red Sonia sets out to avenge her family's murder and rid her kingdom from the tyrannical rule of evil Queen Gedrin. Mm-hmm. Now, on the surface, this looks like a really interesting, good fantasy movie with like barbarians and swords and magic. And it was none of that. Just like yeah. Robo Ninja had Robo Ninja bleh, Robo Vampire had no robotic vampires. This uh was also disappointing. It had one robotic vamp ro- robo cyborg fighter guy. <laughs> I have I still don't I'm still trying to process that one. I I I don't I didn't get it. I I gave yeah. up on that a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. But I as a kid, I, I gotta I gotta admit, as a kid, I really liked this movie. Um, but this movie is in fact a great example of one of those things that just doesn't hold up over time. Yeah, it, because you were a kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the the movie itself is not great, and at times it's downright um, painful to watch. Mm-hmm. From from things like the questionable dialogue to the ever in your face Sonia, you need a man bullshit, and the the not so great mm. action sequences. To the bad accents that, well, admittedly, they were probably their actual accents, um, but True. it it held up it better in my memory, and it probably should have just stayed there. Because <laughs> <laughs> going back and watching this, I was like, hmm, really? Yeah. This, I, yeah, pretty rough. <laughs> I was, I have, it took me a while, like, okay, I watched this movie a long time ago. Like, you told us we had to watch it on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And I watched it on Thursday immediately. Usually, I wait for the weekend. I was that excited about wow. watching this. I'd never seen it. I, Why? I what? I like barbarian movies. Okay, so I mean that I was you know, being I wanted, in the same universe as Conan. You were excited. You were like, "Hey, I like Conan." I, I wanted Conan something. Like, hey, why is your loincloth sticking out? I don't. What is going on? I I wanted uh, put on this barbarian costume. <laughs> I did. I did. I sat there. <laughs> with with like one of those stuffed animal costume like muscle suits, <laughs> I was sitting down his one He was just taking his new pink toy for a test drive. Yeah, I was in the middle mm-hmm. of the store. Mm-hmm. I was sitting at the edge of the bed with just sharpening an axe, and I was like, "When when's the movie going to be badass? That's what's going to happen." Uh, no, so I, I watched it very early. I wanted to, I wanted an escape from everyday day uh, things and, and an news and whatnot. Got. You got yeah, escaped and I was uh, like somewhere, and I, I got about thirty minutes into the movie, and then I'm like, I haven't been. I, I was watching the movie, but I had no idea what was going on. I'm like, I'm not attuned to this at all. I was thinking about everything but the movie, so I had to start over. So I technically watched Red Sonia one and a half times, which has happened before. Yeah, yep. that's, uh, that's 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 my story. My, I I don't have much of a story with this. I know I've seen it in at least parts when I was very young probably shouldn't have my parents were never very strict about what my brother and I were watching um this this had this is this is not appropriate for a five or six year old for sure which is 
what where I was and and Rob, yeah, I, there I are, think there are uh, late movie random boobs. There are yes, and and Rob, I think like you, I remembered this being completely, completely different. Mm-hmm. I may have taken little you know, uh, snapshots in my memory of Conan the Barbarian and may have put Red Sonia into those and, and thought it was much better than, than it actually was. But, uh, this, good. this, this was a, a tough one. I'd st- this, I, ma- I made a joke before I, I sat down and watched it. I said, Hey, let's see how well this movie aged in the first five minutes of the movie. I was like, Okay, cool. Like, man, this movie is ahead of its time. Um, we have a, a female heroine that um, is on doesn't, heroin. Doesn't need a man to to oh, get anything done. They make sure that you know that, but they don't follow through. No, so. Um, hey, it was a very quick turnaround for me going oh god i got how much longer left in this movie and it kind of stayed that way up until the very last second yeah greg you were trying to say and obviously now i don't remember but yeah this uh movie was directed by richard fleischer who i knew the name when i saw that and he's actually directed a lot of pretty big movies Mm-hmm. Uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, Soylent Green, uh, The Jazz Singer, wow. which uh, every oh. every uh, Jewish child of the 80s knew all about The Jazz Singer because their parents made them listen to Neil Diamond all the time. Like, all the time. Oh, God. Sorry. We're coming to America today! Sorry. Ooh. See? Yeah. You should. I found a new I career should. for you, sir. And then Neil Diamond. Impersonator. Uh, uh, yeah, I could yeah. do it. I could do Love on the rocks. Ain't no surprise. See? Yeah. Just pour me a drink and I'll tell you some lies. The the only person that cares about that at all is probably Jubal's. Probably. Uh, Produced by Dino Tilerentis and uh, music by Ennio Maricone. I was super excited. I was like, hell yeah, man. This is even better than I thought it was going to be. You know what the problem was? I had little clips of Conan the Barbarian and Highlander. Yep. And I put this together in my head and I said, this is going to be badass. And, and it, was, it was neither of those. Neither of those. The, the movie is sort of a spinoff from Conan the, the Conan, Conan O'Brien, Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> yeah, okay, and it Let's takes place after Conan the Barbarian shit. and Conan the Destroyer. But, <laughs> and Conan O'Brien. Yeah, and Conan O'Brien takes place before that. Uh, way before that. And it... It is a spinoff without having to pay money for a spinoff, but the character of Red Sonia started off in, in the original Conan books, but was really fleshed out more in a comic series. She did have name. a lot of flesh out, yes. Yes, by mm-hmm. an artist named Barry Windsor Smith, who went on to draw the X-Men. And he is the, have you ever seen the um, any of the old shots of Wolverine where he's like wearing that helmet and he's got all the like spikes and wires and crap in him? Like where they make the weapon, the, we- the weapon X stuff. Yeah, he mm-hmm. he went on to create that version of Wolverine. Ooh. So you've seen toys of it. You've seen pictures if you're not a comic person. But so I was aware of because I was I didn't like his style, but I liked 
that he was always on big comics back in the day. So I mm-hmm. tended to buy a lot of his stuff. So I, I think I had some of his um, Conan stuff from the seventies, but a lot of, you know, this, this character that showed up in the books then that got fleshed out in the comic. And then they're like, Oh, well Conan did well. Let's uh, see what we can do with this uh, female version of Conan. So that's why this movie actually exists. Yeah. Uh, and it, it had some promise. It did in the beginning. That scene was kind of badass where they're trying to, they're about to destroy the amulet of right. whatever. And there's I don't some, even know what it was called. I don't even remember what it was called. But to, to bind it back in darkness because mm-hmm. it had grown too powerful for anyone to contain it. And you had this badass woman warrior cult and Look, I, I got to say one good thing about this is that whoever trained these actors to to wield swords and make it look at least kind of convincing did a pretty good job. I, no. I think if you if you're watching the sword fights and if you you know you look in the background, nobody's really kind of dropping it all over the place or anything. And and that was you know at least one good thing I'll say about it. Your your standards are very low, apparently, because I was watching it, watching them looking like they were hacking at trees. I'm like, all they're doing is just hacking. What is and and 90 percent. I I swear to God, I think I put this in my notes. I, I feel like 90 percent of all the deaths in this movie were from belly slashes. Like 90 percent of the no. people who died hey. died because they got slashed in the belly. Hey, there's even a, a chest stab in this <laughs> that results in the death of a, a, a main character, which we'll get to. There's, there's a no, lava plunge as well. No wound. No wound, no blood, no hole in the clothing. Look, I'm saying, look, I, I, I'm not saying they're great by any stretch. I'm just saying they were, they were okay-ish. Um, there was a ghost creature that imbues her with this power of being a badass fighter. And that's where all the budget went. That, yeah, that one. Because in 1985, dude, Uh, you know, they did that frame by frame, not maybe not so much that part. They could have, I'm going to say superimposed uh, and, and really just kind of fucked up this footage to, to make the ghost. But the part where the ghost imbues Sonia with that power. She puts that sword down to her head. Um, you know, they had to trace that frame by frame by frame by frame. They had, they yeah. had to rotoscope that. And, and there's where all the budget went. <laughs> Cause that was my very first thing that I wrote down in my notes was, wow, that had to be a pain in the ass to do in 1985. Yep. <laughs> yes, it did. So this power that you mentioned of being imbued with. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm very. I, I got to figure out the right way to frame this because everyone gets all offended and pissed off. Although our listeners tend not to. So this power basically says that she can be a badass fighter, and but she can't lay with another man unless she can unless the man bests you her in with, battle. Lay with a man. Well, lay with a man. <laughs> another man. Did I Whoa. miss the point of this movie? <laughs> Damn it! And and actually, in the movie, they don't say that. They just give her um a what is it unequaled power with a sword the, her sword the, arm right her sword arm say. is un, her sword arm is unequaled basically they they magically give her an unequaled sword arm she's got and one she makes a arm. vow 
she makes a vow that she won't that she won't be with a man unless he can best her in combat. Gotcha. And that's like if you really think about that and take that the next level. So she is upset because she was uh well, I'll just say it, she was raped early in the movie. Mm-hmm. And then of course afterwards when there's this voiceover where that as she wakes up from it reminding her that it happened. Well, she like it literally just happened. She wakes up and they're like, "Yes, you were violated." She's like, "Yeah, I know. I was right here." She didn't actually say that, but yeah. And then they mention it again, like, "No, you were seriously violated." She's like, "Yeah, I know." And they were like, still- "No, we need to explain to the audience the motivation <laughs> here." Yeah, okay. She, yeah, she's like a, a little raw about this. I'm not super happy about this, but anyway. So then her power is that if someone can beat her up, then they can have then they can uh, have sex with her, which. I don't know. I was having a hard time putting all those pieces together and being comfortable with it. <laughs> well, that, but see, again, that's the, that's the comic storyline because that's not something that they talk about in the movie. That's not, that's not something that was actually in the movie. I mean, the movie is bad enough, but yeah. that, that particular portion of it wasn't actually in the movie. They don't make it sad. They're not like, Hey, go avenge your family, but also here's some motivation to go have sex. That That's yeah. not, yeah, they, yeah, they didn't, yeah. Yeah, they they didn't go there. They didn't mention that part at all, other than the fact that she took a vow saying that she would not be with a man mm-hmm. unless he could beat her in combat. So it, it there there was nothing there was nothing like that. I it, that that was more well, they, did, than, uh, they did mention the the rape portion. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they they mentioned the rape portion is her motivation, which yeah. which in the eighties was a big was was a big thing with like any well, like every movie basically in the eighties. Well, and I know that people get all bent out of shape about it being the motivation for for main female characters, but I'm like, even for male characters, they had. I mean, it's not necessarily the rape, but there's always something like like the death of a child or the death of a spouse or some. I mean, there's always something that drives the the main oh, character. The whole John Wick movie. Yeah. <laughs> It's the the revenge movies are all about that revenge. I mean, it's it, yeah. that's what it is. So you but, stole my parking spot. Prepare to die. Oh my god! No, don't do that. It where the hell was that? Walmart? Publix? Something? They Target? got into a fight over a parking spot, and no somebody went to the hospital or some shit. Yeah. yeah, it was here in Florida. I read about it earlier. Um, anyway, the, it, it's. It, <sighs> The movie had a lot of promise. And even even as the movie's going on, you're like, oh, okay, you know, this this is a spot where the movie can be redeemed. And then then they just don't. They yeah. just just did every I mean, every chance they had to redeem this movie, they they were just like, nah, fuck it, we'll do this. And I was like, God. some of the early sets were okay. Uh considering, which I thought was okay, except Rob, you watch a lot of these movies. I've got a question. Uh-huh. Who the hell lights all the damn candles? I don't friggin' know. That was ridiculous. And the other thing, the thing, the big, the big orb thing that they stole that gets its power from the light. Where did they take it immediately? To the light? <laughs> to the land of eternal darkness. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> that seems counterintuitive. You might want to set up shop somewhere else. <laughs> I've noticed a lot of these movies where there'll be like something where they, they move this giant rock away from a cave and everything is covered in dust and no one's been there in 3000 years. And there's fully lit candles everywhere. Yeah. Where did those come from? Like, I, I want to know I if it was someone's job to like, and in this movie, 
the reason I'm mentioning it, there's an entire room with like, it has to be thousands of candles that are literally lit candles all over everything. Hundreds of candles. Yeah. And there had to be at least, I mean, in this case, it was some poor stagehand doing it, but. It was probably multiple stagehands. Yes. So got to find that out, Rob. Was there an official medieval candle lighter? How do I get that job? (laughs) How much does that pay? I don't know. I'd do it. Uh, so I got to talk about this big part. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger shows up periodically when necessary to save this hero, I think. With an unequaled sword arm. Yeah. Who got disarmed in the first 30 seconds of her first battle. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) It's, the battle's not even 30 seconds in and you are, you've already been disarmed? The the biggest problem that I had with this film and and that even uh even that Arnold Schwarzenegger had after after this film, he uh agreed to be in this film, thinking he was just going to have a cameo, uh thinking that he was going to have a very small part. And he As a favor. As a favor. He he felt some obligation to continue on with the series. Um and he was a big star at this mm-hmm. time. So in, instead of giving Brigitte Nielsen top billing, um, because she was the main character, the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger got it. They ended up putting him in this film more than he was supposed to be. Um, even on the movie poster, he is much bigger than she is. Um, because he was star, he was star power. Uh, they, they used him to draw people in, but, the the big problem with this that I they had that this unequaled sword arm every time she was in dire trouble a man showed up and saved her mm-hmm. or a boy which or a boy. at one point a boy showed up yeah and it was like damn this this isn't the movie I thought it was gonna be no. So we all know that that's not Conan, right? (laughs) Yeah, well, he was supposed (laughs) to be Conan. They just didn't want to pay for the rights. So the the part Mm -hmm. was actually Conan. It was just they didn't want to pay for the name Conan, so they didn't use it. Yeah, so his name is Kalidor. Which uh, people are are like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's a name he used when he was traveling. Mm Mm-hmm. Is is the the thing? Which I mean, yeah, sure. You know, uh, he, but okay, but it's still. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? No, he's Conan. Like, why? Everybody knows who you are. You're yeah. the you're the warrior with the Austrian accent. Like, what? There's only one yeah. of you. They call Did him you say uh, Australian Conan. accent. He said Austrian. Austrian. Oh, okay. They uh, say Conan without the cost in some article that I read. <laughs> so they, you know, they didn't want to spend money yeah. to get the name Conan because it was a different production company that bought the rights. And they did that. And I didn't even catch that throughout the movie. And I caught it when I was like doing again, some reading. Cause I didn't remember this past last Thursday. So apparently one week is my time to remember Red Sonia for less than one week. I was like, who's Calador? And then I started, you know, I was reading and it's like, you know, Kalidor saves them from this person and Kalidor saves them from this monster or machine. 
that was Conan. And then I looked it up and was just like, oh, they didn't use that name in this. Well, no shit. Yeah. Uh, basically, he was stalking her throughout most of the movie and <laughs> yeah, he only was. showed up when Pretty she much. was in trouble. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah, he was. And and this was this was one of those movies where explanations were extremely simplified and people jumped to huge conclusions just for the sake of moving the story along. Yeah. Like it one I remember at one point um Red Sonia was um was asking him, you know, why do you care or whatever, you know, she was no one to you and he's like, "No, don't you remember? We were friends." And I'm like, "What are you talking about? You came upon her dying and then went and got her sister. How does that make you?" Oh friends? yeah, she was like, <laughs> he was <laughs> like, "Your sister, we're friends now." Like, "Huh?" Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> Did they edit all that out? And I'm pretty sure that they that they edited some other stuff out because at one point when um when Calador walks in with or walks into the, the water cavern where where they're fighting the uh the robot snake monster in the water. I can't yeah. kill it, it's the machine. Right, right, that part. <laughs> um yeah. He actually wa- – he had never met any of these other people before. He walks in and yells, Falcon, get them out. And it's like, wait, ha- it's like, how do you, you know his know name? Him. <laughs> Use your foam bone club. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dumbest looking prop. Oh, man. So we, we haven't talked yet. About, uh, we've talked about Brigitte Nielsen. We've talked about Arnold Schwarzenegger, but we haven't talked yet about, I guess, the next biggest. Your favorite part of the movie. Ernie Reyes Jr., who. And, and you wrote Eddie Reyes Jr. Did I? That must yeah. have autocorrected. I was doing it on my phone. But <laughs> Ernie Reyes Jr., who, uh, was in The Last Dragon, um, he was in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Surf Ninjas. Yeah. yeah. But the, he, run, the the rundown, yeah, with the rock. He's awesome, man. He's a good dude. He uh, actually, I had no idea about this, but he's one of Nate Diaz's trainers. Um, Nate Diaz is a is a straight up bad motherfucker, uh, a mixed martial artist. Uh, but Ernie was very young in this movie. When did Last Dragon come out? Somewhere around here. It? Yeah, it was something. I want to say it was 83. Yeah, that's probably about right. So they just had him playing this. um, Because I think he was younger in The Last Dragon than he was here. Yeah, they had him playing this annoying, entitled, little kind of badass prince Mm -hmm. um, whose kingdom had been ransacked by Queen Gedrin. Am I saying that right? Yes. Ged- Gedron. Um, Gedron. Where are you? <laughs> but he's just bossing around Falcon and um, he's just annoying as shit. And, and I, I, if, if, if for any reason, if you were wanting to see this film, if you've just got to scratch that itch, and and you want to see it with friends just because of it's, it's a it's a goofy stupid movie make a drinking game and take a shot every time he says ruffian <laughs> <laughs> okay. you'll be plastered before the end of the movie you'll have a uh, good, you'll, 
liable. You might enjoy this movie. Um, I just I thought his dialogue delivery was really bad. I thought some more time maybe with a dialogue coach um, was some. Oh, he wasn't the only one. Oh, oh, no, 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 by any means. But it was just this very unhand me naive and it's just this really like it just didn't work. Well, I well, I think that was part of what he would because he was supposed to be a prince. Right. But so. the, the delivery, it just I was just like every time he talked, I was just like, oh, shut up. I, I wrote that he makes a really good spoiled brat. He sure was. He pissed me off. And he played the part very well. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So, I'm not saying he was bad in the film. I'm just saying it just, it, it, it didn't do it for me. And, and even Arnold thinks this is one of his worst movies. Yes. Uh, the man himself. He's, on, he's on record as saying that this is one of his worst movies. And, and had, had, did you read how he used to punish his children? <laughs> I did not. He, if they were bad, he would make them watch Red Sonia ten times in a row. He and he said, yeah, yeah. He, he said it must have worked because I've never really had any problems with my kids. Yeah, his. Uh, I saw that thing where his ex-wife so went to the uh, the trailer. She was not his ex-wife at the time. Maria Shriver. Yeah. yeah, Maria Shriver. She's like, if this doesn't career, kill your career, nothing will. Right. Yep. <laughs> Great. It didn't. We're still uh, waiting for King Conan. Yeah, Brigitte Nielsen, uh, we talked briefly about her, but she was not, this was her first movie, I think. Yes, she was given the role based off of a screen test. Yeah, and yeah, well, I think the, the director the dire- saw... The director, or was it Dino? Somebody saw an ad of her that she did for a modeling shoot. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he was having trouble finding an actress that was quote-unquote Amazonian enough. Amazon, yeah, it took to, a year. To play the role, so... But um, there was there was actually a remake announced in 2009 that had uh, with uh, Robert Rodriguez attached to direct and Rose McGowan. I don't know how I feel about Rose McGowan playing Red Sonia. Maybe in 2009, but not anymore. Um, but when Conan the Barbarian that was released in 2011 just absolutely flopped at the box office, both Rodriguez and McGowan said, yep, nope, not it. <laughs> they both backed out. And as of yeah. 2015, it's still in development hell. Yeah, there was... Uh, and it will stay there. There was a reboot shelved uh, 2015 because it was supposed to be directed by uh, Brian Singer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is known for being a complete and utter douche canoe. Uh, yes, also, I believe he directed X-Men and a bunch of other he things. Did. But more than that, he's a douche canoe. Uh, then the new... And as of 2019, I saw that the uh, writer... And creator of the show Transparent, uh, director Joel Soloway, has started redeveloping it. But we don't know if that's continuing because of all the other craziness that's going on and companies getting bought out. And, you know, it's yeah. until it's actually on the screens, we don't know what's happening with anything these days. Uh, I need to uh, Jimmy, you did a wonderful Arnold and I'm going to need you to 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 to. Talk to me here. Uh, you have threatened my life on multiple occasions. Mm-hmm. And w- and so can you threaten my life as Arnold? Because with the way you usually do. You know, the, the wearing of my skin and whatnot. Uh, let's see. I, I could quote Arnold. You can, uh, you can threaten me because there's, there's a really good, a new threat that I love from this movie. The one thing I'm going to take away from this movie. Okay. Um. I'm going to take my fist and ram it into your stomach. 
There we go. Thank you. Thank Something you. Something to that effect. Yeah. At one point in this movie, there's a someone that says, "I will tell the future with your entrails." Mm. Yeah. I'm gonna Which like shape them to... out in a little story. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be nice. You could probably write a little bit with some with my intestines. But I, I saw that. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to use that one. So beware. Another fun. Another fun fact: Gedrin's henchman is named Icol. Which is which is Loki backwards. Yeah. Oh. And one of the the priest dudes, or I think he's a priest dude, uh, is the the melty Gestapo guy from Indiana Jones. The dude at the beginning with like the crazy there, hat. There were actually two that were Nazis from uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, so it turns out he actually looks that creepy. So he's very well cast. Mm-hmm. There are a couple um, of fun mistakes in this film. One that I've already alluded to, and that was the stabbing of Gedrin by Red Sonia. You would ex- you would think that a sword piercing the chest would do some damage. But no. But not in this film. There's uh, no mark whatsoever. Now, very early in the film, uh, we hadn't talked about it yet, but before Gedrin left Sonia for, uh, for dead, presumably... Sonia does strike Gedrin, leaving an F-shaped slash on her face. Now, mm-hmm. later in the film, the uh, the the scar um, like changes sides of her face, and then it's there, and then it's not. Um, and then the big one, the one that I noticed was uh, there's a, a fight, a, a battle uh, between Sonia and Conan, where uh, Conan is basically trying to best her in battle so he can sleep with her, where Ernie Reyes Jr.'s character, what's his name? Tarn? Prince uh, Tarn, yeah. Prince Tarn uh, jumps on Conan's back. Conan's holding him up, but you can very clearly see the uh, wire, yeah, on uh, on Tarn's back uh, for very long periods of time. Oh yeah, you like like oh, very easily hold him. Yeah, right. It kid couldn't weigh more than eighty pounds. Mm-hmm. Maybe, well, but I think I weight. think that probably had more to do with the the clothes as, wouldn't hold him up where they wanted him to be, and or mm-hmm. maybe as many times as they did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um. Unhand me, ruffian! Uh, I don't have Take a shot. Big shot. Got some water, but yeah, that's what I got. This so, movie, uh, if you, I, I went through and I read the Wikipedia entry for it, and reading the Wikipedia entry for it, I was like, I kind of want to see this movie, having just seen that movie and not got getting any of the information out of the actual watching of the movie that I did out of the Wikipedia entry. And if they had made a movie about what is listed in the Wikipedia entry and done it better, it would have actually been pretty good and enjoyable. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, obviously some major changes needed to be made, but it's, it's one of those rare movies that's better on Wikipedia than in actually watching it. So I was just going to run through the notes that I had taken while watching okay. this movie. Oh, okay. Sometimes those are ridiculous. And if you guys, if you guys have yours handy, I'll, I'd love to hear what you guys wrote down as well. 
Um, at the very beginning of the movie, at some point, they call Kalidor the the. I thought they said the Lord of Eternia, and I was like, "What? That's <laughs> human have the power." I, I, yeah, exactly. I was like, "What?" Then I had. Uh, did she just tell the Grandmaster to shut his mouth and talk to the hand? <laughs> when the Grandmaster was talking to her, Kalidor rides in, going, "I need Red Sonia." Red Sonia and she and the Grandmaster's talking to her and she just kind of puts her hand up like shut up and puts it up in his face and then turns to talk to him. I was like holy shit what <laughs> and then I have what is with this jaunty travel music <laughs> it, was, it was jaunty I know exactly what you're talking very about that. And, it, and it was on a loop it was very clearly on a loop um, and then I have befriended her sister you found her dying and ran an errand. Yeah, uh, totally oh God, nuts, friends. Oh, God, if someone owes him something, he takes it. Is he going to take her later? Oh, God, the the you need a man, I don't need a man is going to get old. LOL, Ernie Reyes Jr. plays a great spoiled brat. Then I have the, the fight with Brytag. Disarmed in the first 30 seconds? Question mark, exclamation mark. Unparalleled. Yeah. Crappiness. I kind of wish she would stop talking. She has some good lines, but her delivery is awful. Maybe it's the accent slash not accent. And I think what it was, was I think she had an accent and she was trying to talk like she didn't have an accent and it just came out weird. She was trying to cover up the accent with another accent and then it was just weird. Mm -hmm. And then I had, I think like 90% of the deaths occur from belly slashes. (laughs) And Oh, and then the one where uh, he goes to get Queen Gedrin, and he says, enemies are approaching the Outer Empire. And they go and look, and it's like three people. I'm like, do you always go interrupt your queen for parties of three people? (laughs) What is that? And then how do you know Falcon's name? He just got there and no one said it. And oh my God, that she needs to be conquered bullshit is stupid, especially since she's supposed to magically have no equal. And then I had, she is totally going to do the, oops, I dropped my sword, you win shit, isn't she? <laughs> nice. Uh, here, just real quick, here's here's some of my little notes. One was the, the um, when she trains with the one, the Asian dude with the very elaborate costume. Mm-hmm. That's the Grandmaster, yeah. Yeah, the Grandmaster. Uh, and she gets to pick one weapon. I wrote, she picks the sword. It calls her name. Literally called her name because it mm-hmm. said Sonia. Uh, I've got <laughs> Asian King. Fires the king when he died went had the worst death arg sound and that was where I had to jump back to when I was like I have not paid attention to this movie. Mm. Um, I had a get down because I believe that's when Arnold showed up the first time to re- to rescue her and push the giant shield rack on people, causing hilarity to ensue as they couldn't get out of it. These like mm-hmm. badass warriors. Uh, lightning effect was cool. Sea creature Arnold seems to just show up to help her, of course. Uh, and wrote, uh, Sandal Bergman, hell comes to Frogtown! Exclamation point. Uh, severed head, I don't remember why I wrote some of these things. Severed head, skeletons, Jim Belushi, samurai. I guess that's just... <laughs> there were a couple... <laughs> there were a couple of severed heads in this. Yeah. Uh, the wall was wobbling, because there's one point where someone turns a corner and grabs the wall, and the wall definitely wobbles quite a bit. Uh, who lights all these damn candles? Uh... And I wrote, disregard the kid, comma, death to all tyrants, exclamation point. Bad wig, convenient lava. Uh, Why the hell is Arnold Schwarzenegger getting top billing? And then another connection, comma, the Asian kid, 
because I forgot his name. <laughs> Asian kid. <laughs> I forgot. And then when I had to write the notes, I was like, oh, Ernie Rez Jr. Yeah. So that, that was mine. That was the, yeah, the stream of thought of the notes was actually slightly better than the movie itself. Slightly. Yeah. Uh, should we, Jimmy, did you want to partake? Or did you want to do the, should they make a remake? Uh, Should should they, so, uh, remake, revival, or rest in peace, what do you guys say? I'm going to go with remake, because I think there's a solid movie here. I think they Mm -hmm. could do a decent job if they got a good story, and they got good casting, and they got good dialogue. There there is definitely a movie here, and I really think they should remake it, because this one was not it. I, I think there is, and I think it would make a great uh, addition to the, you know, perhaps Netflix or, or Amazon. Um, and the barbarian genre that Greg masturbates to. Uh, while wearing his barbarian costume. Oh, uh, sure. Remake it <laughs> with a competent director and a good story. And um, yeah, sure. Nice. Okay. Well, wait, what, what, what was your you, vote, Yeah, what's your answer? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm on the remake train as long as it's done right. And like uh, let's do it as badass as possible. Yes. Yep. Like and it doesn't even need badass. to be it doesn't need to be as as uh as scantily clad as the comic book no, is. Like, I, I mean, they, they could have a badass female warrior without having her, you know, wearing next to nothing you know, one of those like I'm, Korean directors or something. next to nothing but like bring in a director that's done like some hardcore violence like a you know from like what is it is it Korean movies that have like the crazy violent sequences or Japanese movies something like that give like, me a gritty barbarian movie yeah. with, yeah, the, like with a, the female with lead that'd be no awesome. like pop no pop culture sensibility like just go all out like it just dirty scungy bloody yeah. Ah, there you okay. go. And it also has to star Neil Diamond. <laughs> That's the other part. First <laughs> <laughs> um, they say they'll slash you. Okay. I'm but he's he's the jazz singer. <laughs> yes, in the movie. In the barbarian yes. setting. The weirdest in the weirdest references ever on a podcast that literally only one other person will get. Yep. Well, my wife, so, she listens. She'll get it. I I think that's I think that'll wrap up Red Sonia. But that does take us to our give me five question of the week. And in honor of me <laughs> and being such a huge fan of redheads that I am, I want to know your top five redhead. <sighs> Initially, it was heroines, but we have we have other members who might have, you know, Redhead hero fans as well. So your top five redhead hero slash heroines go. All right. So before, wait, before Jimmy gets started here, yep. I was doing some, I, I wrote my list cause it was actually fairly easy to write. Then I was like, I'm going to make sure I'm not forgetting anybody. So I typed in redheads into uh, Google. Oh God. Mm. And the first like news article that came up on the top of the thing is three reasons why sex with redheads is simply the best. 
Cool. And it said, uh, the, and I had to write this down or copy the website because it said, believe it or not, the MC1R gene that caused red hair is also responsible for other character, Chris, character, other physical Char- characteristics. characteristics. Char- yes. Character physical characteristics parts. that make redhead sex the best ever. All right. Um, so I just, I fear, I feel felt that this, maybe this is why Rob wanted this to be our question. A thing. Whether you love a redhead or you're a redhead yourself, those vibrant tresses can actually translate into a wild bedroom experience. And I will send you the link, Rob. Hell yeah. I'm sure you'll win some arguments with that. Well, maybe not. <laughs> so, Jimmy, go ahead. All right. Starting with number five. I don't know how I feel about segueing into this uh, after that conversation, but it's going to be Marita from the movie Brave. <laughs> a family-friendly Pixar film. And she shags like a minx. My God. <laughs> yeah, baby. Now, I did go with all heroines here. Uh, number four is okay, going you to went be Egret from Game okay. of Thrones. Oh, absolutely bad. Love me some Egret. Uh, number three is Ruby Roundhouse. I love these movies. Mm-hmm. Karen Gillian in Jumanji. Fantastic. Jumanji. Jumanji. Number two is going to be the Black Widow. Natasha mm-hmm. Romanoff. Mm-hmm. It was really hard to... Uh, Put that at number two, but my number one is going to be Lilu from The Fifth Element. Mm, yep. Oh, I missed a lot because I was busy uh, with that three article. You know, oh, it, oh, I don't, I don't know how to interpret that. So why don't one of you guys, <laughs> Greg, go ahead and go next. <laughs> Since it's uh, I guess Lilu's not real red hair, so we can. I'll take that one off. Uh, my number five was Merida. Yeah, you know what? I'll keep Merida as number five from Brave. Number four was Mary Jane Watson. Uh, there's a bunch of different, ver- you know, I'll keep her t- there too. There's a bunch of different versions of her. Sometimes um, she's just the girlfriend, but other times she's kind of a badass reporter, like in the video game. And that is the version I like. Number three, Scully. Mm. Yes, Jimmy's dog. Yep. My dog. Jimmy's dog. Uh, no, the from X-Files, of course. Number two, Black Widow. Fantastic. And number one, and I, this can be from a comic, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Jean Grey, in all of her incarnations, mm. the baddest ass of baddest asses, has actually destroyed solar systems when uh, not feeling well. Yes. Yeah. She had a cold. Yeah. So, Very Jean Grey, nice. number one. Now, before I give my list, I will go ahead and read some of our listeners' lists because we Do had it. two get submitted to me. The first list is from our friend Jubles, and he's got his five favorite as number five, Jean Grey from the X-Men. Very good. At number four, Mary Jane Watson from Spider-Man. At number two, Natasha Romanoff. Wait, I did that wrong. And then at number two, Amy Pond from Doctor Who. His number one is Willow Rosenberg from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. All right. 
Thank you, Jubals, for that list. We appreciate your participation. Well done. That Willow Rosenberg. That Will, Willow Rosenberg likes her some Neil Diamond. Mm-hmm. Guarantee that. And we have a list from a, a first time list from a list. Oh, wait, is she a first time uh, first time list? And that is going to be the second. The second. Oh, she had a list last week, didn't she? Mm-hmm. She gonna be mad at you. I'm gonna Ooh, unmute my microphone because I'm, I'm gonna I'm laugh. Sorry, Adri. I'm sorry. Anyway, our list from from Adri goes as follows. Number five is Sophie Turner playing Sansa Stark from Game of Thrones. Number four is Willow from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Number three is Lois Lane from Superman Returns, played by Amy Adams. Oh, I like to pretend that movie didn't happen. <laughs> Number two is Cheryl Blossom from Riverdale. She's a badass. Rob, have you ever seen her? I have not. Don't Google Don't it right her. now. Yeah. Okay. We have to pause the podcast now. For at least a half an hour for you. <laughs> <laughs> and number one, she, well, I don't know that this counts, but we'll go ahead and let it go. She's got Karen Gillian. There is a better role that she could have picked, but she chose Nebula from Guardians of the Galaxy. Who doesn't have hair. Nebula ain't got no hair, Adri. She, look, the question was asked later if they had yeah. to be natural redhead. Or, or just the character. Um, well, they, they still kind of got to have hair, though, don't they? I mean, Karen Gillian's <laughs> hair is red, so uh, yeah. We'll let it slide. We'll let it slide. Very good. Thank you, Adrian, Very for the good. list. We appreciate. I did clarify like after, but uh-huh. it was. I, I don't think she saw that. So that's all right. She's a busy, busy woman, and we love her very much. So I'll go in with my list and I ha- I do have a couple of honorable mentions. I threw Mystique in as an honorable mention because she's a villain, not a heroine. Um, but I also had, uh, she, she was kind of the focus of the movie. I don't know that she was like a hero, but I had Olive Pendergast from yeah. easy a played by Emma Stone. Okay. And Jessica from true blood. All right. Yes. Two of my favorites. But at number five, I am probably going to have Sorsha from the movie Willow. Uh, one of the early ones Willow. for me. Yeah. yeah, one of the early ones for me. At number four, the, number four will likely be my, uh, my my male entry, but it is a group entry because every one of them are redheads and they're all heroes, and that's the Weasleys. Okay. I'll do the Weasleys at, at number four. At number three, I've got Merida from Brave. At number two, I've got Willow from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And I think everybody knows who my number one is. Gene Grant. Jessica Rabbit. It is, in fact, Jean Grey or the Phoenix from X-Men, because everyone here knows that the Dark Phoenix saga is my favorite storyline from the comics. And they've screwed it up every time. Yep. And those Weasleys, according to that article, very sexually active. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. 
I did send a, a link of what you're going to look like after you look up Cheryl Blossom in the chat room. Uh, feel, feel free to click that, Rob. That's what you're going to look like. So I will not be on the computer at that point. So there you go. Well, is that... Oh, wait, no, we've got another list too, don't we? Do we have any others? Um, those were the only two that uh, were sent to me. Oh, okay. Well, let's, I'll close it out here. Uh, first of all, thank you guys for listening to this very strange episode of the Gibby Five podcast with us being goofy, crazy-ass goobers. Uh, another redhead, uh, Alec, one of our patrons of unusual size. Thank you again, my friend. Uh, rewards for patron. I, well, I just mentioned patron and some of the rewards that we can do if you want to be a patron of the Gimme Five podcast. It's just five dollars. You get invited to our Discord chat where you can meet all of these crazy people we're talking about. All very nice and inviting. Uh, except for Jubals. He's a terrible, unfriendly person. Uh, unless you offer him at least one taco without cheese, and then he is all good. But anyway, you get invited to that. You get to figure out what movie we are watching beforehand so you can play along. You get early access to the top five list. So you can actually donate a list to our show as well as some of the other things you get. You can check that out on patreon.com slash give me five podcast next week. I've got a very interesting movie and I'm trying to set something up kind of fun for it. It's going to be cheesy. I have no idea anything about it other than the movie poster. So keep an eye out for that. You can always check our website, give me five podcast.com. Check out our store. Give me five podcast.threadless.com. T-shirts, uh, things, whatever. You lots know. of stool. There's, there's lots cool of, stuff. Lots of, lots of stool. There's lots plenty of stool. Of stool. I tried. <laughs> We're, we are now branding poop. Yep. Which would actually be fairly fitting. Uh, so there's all that stuff. Uh, and, of course, you can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at give me 5 pod And if you don't want to spend any money or don't want to go to any of these places, at very least, wherever you're listening to us, just go on there. Subscribe to us. Give us a review, a rating. Uh, tell us you love everything about the show except for that weird dude, Greg. Uh, and that's the one and give us five stars right now. If you if you don't, and know. Greg is super weird. Yeah. Good morning. Good afternoon. And good night. I like slipping penis right in here. <laughs> <laughs>